Welcome to the Oakwood Podcast, episode two. This is a bit later than I thought it would be. Some things have happened. Christmas traveling. Um, I'm here with Chris LeBron. He does what? I forget your podcast name. I'm sorry, but what's your podcast <laughs> name again? Off the ball podcast. Off the ball. You, you know, it's funny because I um I have a friend who's also an expense named Sam. He has mm-hmm. a podcast. I think it's a very similar name to that. Off the glass or something, right? Like, it's FB. Oh, it's FBL. But it, I don't know okay. why I mixed that up. Um, but he's of course Knicks fan. Um, you know, we're gonna talk about the Knicks, obviously. Talk about some other stuff about podcasting, like that. But uh, the first thing I want to ask is, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do? How did you get into podcasting and making sports content? Well, it starts from when I was in high school, you know, playing sports and always just trying to figure out ways of like, all right, I played football, I played basketball in high school. I I got hurt my junior year, so I was like, all right, def I can't I'm not going to go to college and get a scholarship. So how do I get in how do I get into sports without, you know, knowing that I'm not going to be able to play it? So I I wanted to be an agent. I was like, all right, I'm going to be an agent. So I started reading books in high school and all that. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do the agent stuff and went to college and, and was starting to get into that and worked for, uh, worked for uh, a sports uh, agent company. And I realized, wow, this is really hard. And I got to talk to people and I don't like talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate this, to that. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, looking back now, I'm like, all right, Nick, like, I wish I would have just, you know, just get out of that shell and just talk, you know, because it was it was a profession I wanted to do, but I just didn't like talking. I would email everyone, <laughs> just mm-hmm. email. I was like, I do not want to talk to people. I hated talking to people. So I realized, all right, then, you know, I was like, all right, trying to figure out things. And I had kids and I was like, all right, took some time off from doing that stuff, just being a dad and all that. And then I dabbled in. I was like, you know what? I want to do a podcast. And I knew that was, everyone had a podcast. Yeah, I was like, everyone. how do I do? Yeah. Especially in, and the sports podcast wasn't, wasn't like, especially like basketball, like as far as guys doing podcasts, it didn't hit it. Like it felt like right after I did it, it started hitting, but I was like, I want to do it. Let's see. Let's see. What's the worst that can happen. It, it sucks. It sucks. Whatever. I'll, <laughs> I won't do it. So I literally, this is around, this time, like two years ago, I said, you know, what? let's just do it. And I did it. And I mean, I look back at my first couple of shows. And I'm like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me and no equipment. I had no clue, you know, mics and all. I just talked to the screen and just no structure, no intro, just talked. And I remember like the third episode I did was the free agency of uh, of uh, last year. And it kind of got a. A nice little you know following and mm-hmm. i was like okay okay maybe this maybe people do care about what i have to say so i'm like all right let me let me do more homework on this let me figure out all right how do i be different how do i because i know there's a bunch of people like me that are that are doing this but how do i you know you know separate myself so i just figure all right got to get good people you know good audio got to get a good you know figure out software and all that so I was like, all right. So I got a you know nice mic and all that, and I was like, all right, structure. People like structure. Like 
So I'm like, all right, I got to figure out an intro. I was like, people like hearing, you know, a nice intro. I was like, all right, got myself an intro and all that. So I figured all that out. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Put it all together. Then little by little, just figuring out, listening to other podcasts. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I started figuring out. And then I would reach out to other podcasters and it kind of just snowballed. Like it, mm-hmm. it went from doing one show with, with one person. Then it's like, all right, how do I get athletes or former you know you know executives or eight scouts or whatever and i remember like the first big guest i got was matt babcock and i emailed him and i'm like i was like what's the worst that can happen he says no and he emailed me back pretty quick too like date same day and he's like yeah let's do it and i was like whoa like i'm like all right <laughs> so i was prepared and that was like my first really big guest and then it just kind of I was like, you know what? I really like to draft. I was more of a football draft guy. Like, like oh, football yeah. was my sport. But then I saw the basketball thing. I was like, okay, let me get into basketball stuff. And I started getting more into bat. And then I realized there's a whole world, as you've seen, there's a whole world of basketball content creators, especially for, oh, like, yeah. for especially like, the draft. Especially with the draft that I had no clue existed. I thought... The only draft stuff I ever knew existed at that time was Mike Schmitz and ESPN, and that's pretty much it. Like I knew Bat- Matt Babcock existed because I found him on on Twitter, so I'm like, "Whoa, there's a whole world." You find all these different creators, and I'm like, "Whoa!" So I just started reaching out to guys and like, "Hey, yeah. you want to come on?" And the, and the it just went. Oh, it's sorry. crazy. Yeah, but the thing with the draft is. There's a lot of young content creators, mm-hmm. like very young, like yes. Bell, you know, Jack Michael, Max yeah. Cohen, like they're all like in the early, early twenties, like some even teenagers. And I, I don't know if I consider myself that too, but it's just, you see a lot of young people. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes I trust them more than I trust the guys at ESPN. Exactly, you That's find yourself and, look reaching out to them than you would to yeah. go on ESPN or whatever these big sites are to find your content, right? And that's kind of why I started because, you know, I'm seeing things that I don't agree with with ESPN. Like they're saying mm-hmm. things about players and I'm watching the tape and I'm saying, okay, that's not what I'm seeing. Exactly. Let me create a platform so I can talk about that and mm-hmm. talk about my views and that. And maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I want to create a pl- platform where I can talk about what the draft stuff that I believe in. Maybe get people an alley that stuff and maybe if they don't believe it, they can watch what I want. And mm-hmm. I think guys like Robel and Zay and, you know, guys like that, they're trying to do the same thing. And that's yeah, why yeah. Like, I befriended those kind of people. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Especially like Robel. Like, I had him on my show, like, maybe, what, month and a half, two months ago? And, like... Oh, yeah, I listened to that episode. Yeah, yeah. I had him on, yeah, like, a month and a half ago. And just, like, the knowledge. Like, this is a young kid, like, who's one his early 20s. And you're, like... Because I'm, I'm, I'm older. I'm 31. Yeah. And it's just... It's refreshing to hear, like, young guys just... You know, with just the knowledge they have, and it's like, and it's crazy. Like, like I trust him more than I would trust someone at a, a bigger platform who has a check mark. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, it, it's just crazy how much how many talent. Like I said, there's there's a whole world. Like, there's Mavs draft. There's this the Simon Raft. There's there's just a bunch of dudes that like are really good at value. Ethan Piotta. Like, there's so many good, you know, NBA draft content creators, and like I learned so much from just. What you know, reading their stuff and watching their you know reviews on YouTube or whatever, and it just I learned so much in this last year about understanding the game of basketball and the whole the whole uh, drafts the draft process and all that. 
Yeah, I am too. Like, and this is coming from a draft content creator. Yeah, yeah. Like, your I've stuff so too. I've watched your stuff too, and it's really it's good. Like, man, it's just you know you learn so much. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was talking about this like earlier, like a while ago, I think, because of Wiseman. Like, I was wrong about Wiseman. Like, it's yeah. only two games, but like I've watched based off what I've seen. Like, yeah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But like, also like I can look back and say, well, I this is what I saw. Yeah, but I think you, as long you as see, I have an everyone looks at the game different. What I believe back then, yeah, that's when it's like. But you don't have the argument, and that's the, when it comes a problem. Mm-hmm. And you see that with ESPN, they don't have that argument to back up what they say. Yeah, for the most part, when like I can say like, okay, so listen, this is what I saw when mm-hmm. I was on when he was watching his EYBL and his high school tape, which you really had to go off of because he only played three yeah, college. He only played games. three games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like. Like you, you, we couldn't expect this to happen. Like based mm-hmm. off what you saw in high school and EYBL and stuff like that, you wouldn't expect this. Exactly. And I think as long as you have that argument to back up what you say, you know, I think that's good. Also, though, for me, though, like I want to go back and watch, rewatch it because, like, I want to. Like, what did I get wrong? Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. We can help myself improve. And I think that's the mindset you have to have as a draft person. Like, yeah, exactly. You can't, yeah. you can't like just like dissolve into this hate. In denial about being wrong, you it's to, okay to be wrong. Where you really wrong okay on. to be wrong? It's really okay to be wrong. Like it's no problem. Like everyone, we all get something wrong. Like we all evaluate differently, and we just and we also forget that guys can just get better. It can happen. Yeah. Like they can yeah. learn. Like we were talking they're about 19. young eight, Yeah, they're eighteen, nineteen years old. They can get better. It is possible. You know. And I always have to remind people though, like I don't hate these guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Through my age, like James Wiseman and I are both 19. Like, <laughs> this point, like, like Lamella Ball is one day older than me. Patrick Williams is younger than me. Like, mm-hmm. these are guys, it's like, yeah, they're going to get better. They're 19. They're going to soak up knowledge. They're going to practice and do all these things. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, speaking of young players, your team, the next, does have a lot of young players. Um, you know, talk to me about the next, because the next, they're a very interesting team, I'll say. I won't. I'm not, I I know I rag on them a lot on Twitter because everyone does, but <laughs> when it comes to the next, like you know, they're more interesting to me because I think they have some young talent that's intriguing, but there's a lot of red flags with those talents as well. Not off the field, off the court, but on the court. Like there's like, whoa, that's kind of a red flag thing. Like you know, guys like OJ Mitchell Robinson to an extent. I would say I see some sort of red flag when I watch him play. Um, the most recent draft pick will be top. And so like, talk, talk to me about that. Like, what do you think the Knicks should do moving forward? Because I feel like they have young talent, but I don't think they have that young talent yet. Yeah, they don't have that guy. I don't, I don't know if RJ is that, like, if you've watched today's game, I mean, he didn't have, have oh. he didn't have a good game at all. He, he looked, he looked bad. I mean, he still can't shoot from, from, you know, at all. His shooting is, was I think he shot what seven threes and I think he missed all of them. Um, that that that's going to be the problems. Like they have some good young guys, but are any of those guys going to pop? Are they going to be? Do they have superstar potential? Right. We see with like Memphis. You know John Moran's like all right. He's going to pop. He's going to be a star. Zion. Like you see, even with like Lamelo or something like that. Like they look like they could be a star. Like. The Knicks, do they have that dude, that guy? Like, they have a bunch of nice pieces. But as a collection, like, Mitch is, to me, Mitch is what he is. Like, he's going to be a a rim protector, a, you know, like, getting to the rim, you know, alley-oops, 
he's just going to finish around the basket. Like, I think that is what he is. Like, I don't think there's, there could be a, maybe, you know, a, maybe a jump shot that he could develop. We saw it in all the videos, but we haven't seen it yet. Even in preseason, yeah. he didn't, even with wide open looks in the preseason, like I saw a bunch where he, you know, a, he didn't take any. So it's like, all right, he still doesn't have that yet in this game. And that might take a while to develop. And, you know, they, you know, Frank Nilakina didn't even play today. So, like, I don't even think he's in the future. I don't even think Tibbs is even thinking about him. Like, I think that's done with. Dennis Smith Jr., done with. Um, I don't think he's, you know, he played awful today, too. And I don't think he's a part of the future. And, you know, Toppin's the one where, you know, quickly, obviously, they're banged up right now. So, we might not even see them for for at least a week or two. You know, uh, you know, I know Toppin's off for seven to ten days, and quickly he's, you know, he's day to day. It's, bro, it, it's, it's, it's just, it, I don't know. Like, I want to be optimistic because I, you know, you have to like force yourself to be optimistic in some ways, being a Knicks fan. But yeah. I'm a realist too, and I realize that this team, unless they draft that next guy, it's gonna be rough. Like, unless we get the number one pick and, you know, they just happen to get Cade or even they get two and they take one of, well, this is a one of the Jalen's. Like, a guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think, you know, I think they just have to go this season and see how the young guys do and just embrace it that this is going to be a really bad season mm-hmm. and they're going to be in that top three again. And unlike, you know, you know, where they – Two years ago with Zion, the Zion jaw draft, where they at least would have loved to have been at two to get yeah. jaw. Where I think if we had jaw, the optimism would be a lot higher. And I think most of the league and most of the fans, you know, basketball fans would be like, all right, the Knicks aren't good, but they got jaw. And like we see with Memphis, right? You see, yeah, right now Memphis. You know, obviously, Jaron Jackson not being it. But you like, you get excited about them, right? You're like, all right, if they just get, if Jaron Jackson comes back and then they can get a win me one more piece, they can be a legit playoff team, right? You yeah. feel, you feel that like optimism, like, yo, but you know, cause Josh special with the Knicks, it's like you were hoping RJ can be that guy. And it's like, I don't know if RJ's that dude. Like, RJ, I don't know. If he's, he's, I think he's going to be a good he's player. He's the Mo DeRozan ceiling type guy for me. Yeah. I think he could be a like, poor man's Demar. De- I don't even think he's like he's gonna have I think to. He has, his ceiling is a place. Demar De- could be. It, it could yeah. be. It could be. I'll take that. Like, <laughs> I think most fans would take a Demar Derozan type, but is that is he his perimeter? Like, at least Demar Derozan has the jump shot. You know that mid range game. RJ still doesn't have that yet. Like he can get to the hole. Like as, you know, as good as anyone in the league, right? He could finish, but. There's more to it, right? It's just they, you know, and it's the NBA. Like they're gonna figure out. All right, he can't shoot, so like we're just gonna clog the lane. Like, right? and if you can't do, and if you can't show us that you can shoot, then you're you're screwed. And they did that. That's what the Sixers yeah. did today, and that's why he was ineffective. You know. Well, the thing with OJ though, I I think he's such a weird player to me because he's he a tough. he's a very smart player. You can mm-hmm. definitely tell he's very smart. Mm-hmm. But you also can tell he has a lot of ADD in his game. Yeah, like you watched today, you, you saw. Yeah, a lot. Like, I, I, I've watched him all. I've, I've watched him since high school, and this is something that's always been a problem with him. It's like he's very smart. He has great passing vision. He's a great, passer. but he also has tunnel vision. Like mm-hmm. exactly, and that's no, a problem because like he'll see a guy open, 
and he knows he's open. He knows he can make that pass, but he wants. But if his mind is set on scoring, he's not gonna. He's not gonna do it, no matter if he sees it or not. And that could be a bit of a, that could be a problem, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. He it's overthinks just, too much. To you it seems like he's he know he like you said. He knows it. He knows where to make the pass, but it feels like he hesitates because he thinks he can get to the the basket or something. Yeah. Knowing that you know, if you just make that pass, it's you know, you get an easy two points, you know, from them driving, but you know, baseline. But like, it, it's hard. It's hard with RJ because you know, like because, I said, I feel like we force. We're like Knicks fans. They we want him to be like like we did with Porzingis, right? And Porzingis at this point was had a better track you know to be a star i mean he was an all-star with the knicks right before he blew out mm-hmm. his knee like we thought he was but i feel like we're, we're we want him to be our guy because that's what we have so it's like that force but it's like is he really like sometimes you have to sit back and like and just see, look at him and be like is he that dude is he the dude that can take the knicks and to that next level and i i just don't know yet with him i just don't know if he's that guy yet mm-hmm. Well, I don't mean to interrupt, but Anthony Edwards is, is having had a very good first half of basketball right now. I just wanted, yeah. I saw that pop up. He's gonna be good. He's gonna. He's be gonna good. be good. I don't know why he's people don't be like him. I love him. Yeah, I love weird. that guy. Yeah, I feel like people they took the the football thing out of context and all he's that. A kid from and Atlanta. He's, he's eighteen years old. I think that's the thing. I was like, I think it's a, that's another thing that bothers me with when people do like we expect these eighteen year old, nineteen year old kids to just become go to the nba and and just be adults right away like forgetting that they're still kids right you're eight you're an 18 year old kid like you're still like you're supposed to be you know going to college in reality right in the real world most 18 year olds are still living with their parents and you know getting an allowance i'm I'm literally still living with my parents right now and getting an allowance and and working at a at a local you know you know target or something like that and yet we're expecting this just because they're making good money now like oh you have to be an adult like no he's still a kid like you got to remember these are still kids like it was eight what year if 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 it's if he's 25 26 27 and he's still doing being immature like all right now you got to grow up right i don't know if he's immature i just think he's no no but i'm saying like funny but like, but like, but if he's doing it when he's older, and they're like, all right, guys, like, you know, but he's, he's a kid. Like, come on, guys. Like, I think people overreact with that stuff way too much. But he's going to be good. Like, he's going to be people he's like showing he, it, man. Yeah, he's he's going to be good. Like, he'll be fine. He's come. It's still shocking. It's kind of shocking that he's coming off the bench. Still, um, you know, I thought he was going to be a, a de facto starter because I didn't know if Malik Beasley was even going to be playing basketball. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that, that whole, that whole situation. Whole I'm like, yeah. are we sure he's even going to be in the league at this point? Like, he paid him too, right? Did yeah, like seventy million dollars, right? So he's outplaying, and and Edwards is outplaying him, and Edwards has only played nine minutes right now. Yeah, so he's he has four points. Minnesota's gonna be all right, but that was a good pick. You know, yeah. some people were like, yeah. "Why'd they do it?" It's like, nah, that was that was he was the right pick. He'll be fine. The um the funny thing is because I got with Toppin was if you 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 probably know because you've heard me talk about it with Toppin when I was going through my draft process. Um, I wasn't very high on him, mm-hmm. as were a lot of people. Weren't, I would say, yeah, no, yeah, a lot of people weren't. Yeah, no, I I hope I'm over the best for the guy, but like. I don't know if he. I think he should be starting, even though Randall seemed to have played well today. Yeah, he's, um, but again, I don't. I, I, don't, not, I don't know if he can keep though. that up. They like, can't if work Randall together. goes back to what he was doing last year. Yeah, like Ob is just a smarter player, in my opinion. Yeah, That's yeah. just me. 
And no, and That's bad point guard gave. play doesn't help. Like they need point, they need a point guard to maximize uh, Obi Toppin and RJ too. Like I think what's hurting their, pro, you know, what could hurt their progression, especially Obi, is not having that point guard who can move the ball up, you know, up the, up and down the court and and let them move in in transition. Like I think just to get easy buckets, like especially with those two, like get them as easy. Put them in space. Let them let them move. I think that's what's going to hurt. Possibly could hurt their development is the lack of, you know, that point guard that can move up and down the court and just not having spacing. Like that's RJ's issue right now is there's no spacing well, it's like and Kentucky. That could, it's like yeah. Kentucky right now. Yeah. They don't have that guy. They have no, yeah, and then with people are like freaking out like, oh, they have all these five stars and all. I was like, well, there's more to it than just no. putting a bunch of five star together and <laughs> thinking it's going to work because they're talented. No. There's yeah. a system like they they just they're just all cramped up to each other like yeah you know, especially Boston, yeah. to Boston like those two players are so similar to me like yeah 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 and things like what made like other Kentucky teams work is they had skills that complement each other like yeah. Fox and Monk they had skills that complement each other and Fox was a passer or Monk was a scorer yeah and then Bam played defense like those three that was like that's what that worked. You know, that Kentucky team like Colonel Anthony Towns, Trey Lyles, the Harrison Twins, the Harrison and Devin Twins, Booker, yeah. like, they had skills that complemented each other. And this Kentucky team, they, they just don't have skills that complement each other. Like, Brandon Boston, like, I thought it could work because it worked between him and Zaire Williams when they were at Sierra Canyon. Yes, yeah, yeah. But then again, though, like, I had to remember, like, okay, it's it's a completely different game now. Like, especially in college. Because <laughs> Cloak is much more of. You know, a guy that kind of roams for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, I just think that it doesn't work with Brandon Boston. Yeah, um, it's just not a good fit for any of those guys. Like, like just... I still think they're both lottery talents. Like, I still do. Like, I still I think it's a bad fit. It's like it's like how I felt with Tyrese Maxey. Like, Maxey mm-hmm. was a, is still, in my opinion, a top four player from that draft. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like he didn't play well in that system. Like, mm-hmm. but that's a lot of Kentucky guys too. Right? Yeah, we've seen like we see the Kentucky guys pop in the NBA. And you're like, where was that in college? Where was that? Like, Bam Alderson's a great pass suit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a really good pass. Not even really like, good. He's a really like, really good passer. Devin Booker's an elite shot creator now. Mm-hmm. Who can do stuff off the dribble that we didn't see him doing college? No. He no, would have been a top three pick. School, so he would have been a top three pick. It's crazy. But like, like this, like. Yeah, I call it Anthony Towns. Like he wasn't doing the like the step back threes no. off the dribble stuff he's doing in the NBA. No, 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 he was not. It's like I don't think anyone saw like him shooting at a high clip too. Like he's sh- a efficient three point shooter. Like it's we didn't see that at Kentucky, yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's what happens. With, like you mentioned, like, Devin Booker. Like Devin Booker. If we had seen anything like that at Kentucky, he's probably the number two pick in the draft. Yeah. You know, he probably goes to L.A., you know, if we like, if we had seen that, like... Like A.D. Yeah, A.D.'s another did. one. Nobody saw, like, A.D. becoming, like, the 30-point-per-game school. Like, he has a 30-point-per-game p- potential in this league. Mm-hmm. He sold it in the past. Like, he got, like, 28. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we saw that coming out of Kentucky. No. I think we saw, like, close to, like, 20 at... Like, like a 20 max clip. Like, Kevin yeah. Garnett kind of numbers. 
yeah. scoring wise. But that was a good team. Remember that Kentucky? They that won Kentucky the national championship. Yeah, but that was and but we didn't even even in that championship year, we still didn't like see like people were questioning like, oh, is Anthony Davis going to be an offensive threat? Like we can see the defense, right? Yeah, he's gonna he's he can guard one through five pretty much. He he's a you know a rim protector, but is the offense going to show him? Boom, he's a twenty six point per mm-hmm. game score, and, and he it was probably average thirty though. Like that was the thing. Well, I wouldn't say he was. He was on the Olympic team too. He was on the Olympic team. Yeah, but it's like, but I think with Davis was we all knew he was number one pick. Like, oh yeah, we knew. Like Mm -hmm. that's just something. Like, yeah, he's gonna be number one. Who's gonna be number two? Well, Kid Gilchrist. Yeah, Michael Kid Gilchrist was like. I think that was all potential thing, and they they should be talked out on. (laughs) I watched because I I went back and watched Anthony Davis, and I also watched. In turn, Michael K. Gilchrist, because he was a big part of that team. Because, like, I wanted to say that I like, I love going back and watching, like, old tapes of, like, yeah, yeah. NBA stars when they were in college. Mm-hmm. And say, like, what would I think of them not knowing what they'd be in the NBA? And Kill Gilchrist, and, like, people say, oh, it was a horrible pick. Everyone knew it was going to be bad. But I'm watching the tape, I'm like, there's, there's stuff here. Like, yeah, yeah, no. There's, there's, there's yeah. something here. Like, exactly. I, I definitely I would understand why a team would take him top three, top four. You know? In retrospect, you take Bradley Beal, like, but we can we could do that for for like a bunch. Of, like look at the Giannis, like, like the 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 next year after is he's fifteenth yeah. pick. Like you could look back, you're like, what? How did he? How did Anthony Bennett go number one over yeah. him? And it's like, well, the process was like Giannis was playing in, you know, in a, in a YMCA league in Greece, you know. So how do you? It, you know, he's a lanky kid. Like, every, you know, he doesn't have much of a perimeter game. People are like, oh, he's just probably just another lanky kid and whatever. Like, and yeah. look at he's a two time MVP now. And Anthony Bennett's out of the league in three years, you know? The only time, like, I understand people getting mad at something in hindsight was the Luka Doncic thing. Because Luka, yeah. to this day, is the greatest prospect I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I thought he slammed on number one back. Like, you, like, you just make it work with Devin Bucket. Like, they and they could have made it work, I think. Like, you know, I think people were just worried about the. I think just the stereotypes, like the yeah, the European. I think that's the only reason why he didn't go one or two. Because to me, it was him and Bagley were my well, top thing two is, guys. There's some politics with the Sacramento pick, yeah, because of Fadi Divox and well, he messed like, up a lot of things, a lot of yeah, yeah. But um, number one, I thought he should have got number one. Like, to this day, I still think he should have got number one. Anything is like Aiden's a good player. Like mm-hmm. he is, he has some motor problems, but he's still a guy that's gonna give you yeah. like 20, 22 points, like ten plus rebounds. That's a good player. Mm-hmm. Bagley, I think if he can stay healthy, is a really good player with a yeah, I'm high on super Bagley, high so. ceiling. Yeah, but the thing is though, Luka Doncic is already one of the ten best players in the NBA. You mm-hmm. could argue not one of the five best. Like I, by the, by the end of this year, if he's one of the three to five best players in the league, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I agree. He's the, I agree. he's the favorite to win MVP right now. Like, yeah. he's that kind of player. He's special, yep. Like, and we and and you knew that coming. Like, everyone mm-hmm. knew that coming out. Like, anyone who actually yeah. like, paid attention knew. Like, yeah. you could just look at the numbers he was putting up in the year. Like, you don't see like thirty year olds doing this in a year. Like, he was different. Nineteen year old. Yeah, he was like, different. Nineteen year olds don't win MVP in the year. It's mm-hmm. like kind of no. new, and. You know, if Ryan Hollins is telling you that he's the number one pick, like mm-hmm. th- that's a sign, like, hey, he's number one pick. Yeah, if he yeah, yeah. if he can see it, anyone can see it. Do, but do you think with Aiton because he went to Arizona, and obviously Phoenix had the number one pick? Do you think that was a big factor? The fact that 
they probably were at every single game of his and they had the most intel and they they were like all right we've seen him every game we know he's he could be that dude like he's seven foot and he can he could be that you know what what we see with carl anthony towns do you think that was a bigger factor because what if he had gone to let's say let's say he went to freaking duke do you think they would have still had the same feelings you know if you know since you know I always wonder that, like, if he didn't go to Arizona, like, if he didn't go to Arizona, would they still have taken him simply because he was obviously he's right in their backyard? And like I said, they they can they've had all they watched probably every game, went to every single game of his, you know. I, I think that, that I think it could have been a factor, uh, but I do think it was odd that they did hire Luca's head coach from overseas. Mm-hmm. That that was odd that, that they hired his coach and he didn't draft him. You know, Luca, he was just so special to me. Like, yeah, he's... you just don't, you don't see, like, I'm like, man, I don't see 30-year-olds in the NBA doing this stuff. And I still don't. Like, I don't see I think people worry about his athleticism, too. Like, that was another thing. Like, people were so yeah. focused on the athleticism. And it's like, we how many well, guys have we seen it. the opposite <laughs> way? Like, like, we've seen so many athletic dudes that don't know how to play basketball. So, like, it, it goes both ways. Like... Just because he's not athletic doesn't mean he he can't translate to the league. Like we've seen athletic dudes not translate to the league, so like we just can't base off his his you know his his slow pace you know or his non-athletic ability and say okay he's not going to translate to the league because I mean that that's a silly thing to you know with I heard a lot from a lot of people with Luca too. Yeah, and I think still like he was and he was doing this in the second best league in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like I always wonder because like I was looking at the stats and I was always watching him play overseas and I'm like. Man, what if like we just took him and moved him to college? Like, what would he be doing? Because <laughs> he, like, if he's doing this to the Euro League, he's mm-hmm. going to this. He would destroy Collins. Oh yeah. And you know, like, you know, you can tell special. And I was, I think I was talking about this, you know, with Robel, and he says when you have when you see size, I think it was something like, when you see size, skill, and production. You know, that's when you know he's special. Oh yeah, and I think with Luca, you saw that like he was six, what six, 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 seven, two, fifteen, you know, point guard skills, put the ball in the basket, mm-hmm. and all those and had that production to back it up. Like that's, that's the number one production, and that's why I was high on Bagley too. Like mm-hmm. you saw the skills, mm-hmm. freak athlete, still is. Health, and you saw, he, he was my number two. I had him over eight, and I think it was Luca. I had Luca. Bagley, I think I had Jaren ahead of Aiton mm-hmm. as well. And then I had Aiton Boy, and I had Trey five. That was my yeah. top five. That's that was most. I think everyone had that type of five, but just it was all everyone had different you know rankings. Yeah. But like I had, I had uh, Bags one, and I had Luca two, and uh, Aiton three, Jaren Jackson, and then uh, Trey Young. Trey. That was my five. Uh, one of the players I was high on, and I, this is something I'm still very proud of, because I I called this one like what a while ago was Sego to Alexander. Like I saw that. Oh like, yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that when he was back in high school. Like there was yeah. a time he was originally going to play at Florida for the Gators before he flipped his commitment to Kentucky. I that's when I'm like, like he was a six six point guard, and that that alone <laughs> intrigues me. Like anyone yeah. that's over six five. And they have most of that point guard. That always intrigues me. Like it intrigued me so much with Cade when I first heard about him. Like you know, that stuff. In, it's intriguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Knicks to take uh, Shea. I think they took the wrong Kentucky guy. Yeah, I know. They took, I they took Kevin Knox instead. Knox. Like I can just tell. Like yeah. And and again, this is something 
you know, they call him, they call, say, funky, because he just does things to his own beat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it shouldn't work. He's not athletic. Well, he is athletic. He's not that athletic. Mm-hmm. He isn't, like, a guy that has a lot of moves in his bag. Yeah, yeah. But he's still giving you 20 a night. But that, but then isn't that crazy? Like, it, but it's the same thing like Luca. Like you look at Luca and he's like, oh well, he doesn't move, and then boom, he has thirty five. <laughs> you know. I remember it, watching him play. We I think the Celtics had him like twelve in the first half, and then like, I went to I had to go do something. I come back, he has like thirty, and it's a third quarter. <laughs> like it's, players I that think, can do stuff like like Dame Dame does that all the time. Because Dame's not athletic, he's not fast. He's not. He's not anything, and yet the, he's dropping forty on you. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's what people like so focused on athletic ability. Like and we 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 focus on that, and we realize there's just so much more to basketball than just being an athletic freak. Like we we there's skill. Like and those guys have legit skill, and that's why those guys are at where they are. You know, in their careers because of the skill they have. Yeah, and you know, I think when you find a guy that can do both. That's when you're like, that's Dang. when I get excited. Dang. Yeah, of course. If you I'm watching both. Evan Mobley. Yeah. Play, uh, he's right. Yeah. And he has the skills and he has the athleticism. Yeah. He's... Like, guy moves like a deer. And it, it's just. You think right now he's, if you, the draft is right now, you think he goes two? I think depending on the team, he might go one. Like, if so, the Hornets say, say the Hornets got the first pick and they say, okay, we already spent this high pick on Lamelo, you know. I still think right. Cade's the, right. I still think Cade's the better prospect, but I don't think Mobley's that far behind him. All right, anymore. let me give you a team. Let me let me switch it up. Let me let me let me interview yeah. you for a second. Chicago Bulls number one pick. Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham, right? Okay. That's easy for me. I know Mobley's the Knicks. It, I know I know the Knicks. It's it's Cade because they could yeah. sell. They can market the hell out of Cade like crazy. But Chicago is like because you know they got you know figuring out with Kobe White and all that. And Zach, yeah, like Cade, I just, think Cade with them with Cade and Zach could be if, if Zach's even there, you know, he could get traded. I think Cade could work with Kobe, yeah, because Zach's gonna be a free agent soon. People forget that. I think they're gonna but, trade him. I think because it it's looking rough for them right now. He's a good player, I, I will give him that. He's like Jason Richardson for me, yeah, that's a good comp. That's like, a good comp. like, like almost numbers like, in the bad like Rudy Gay, like. 17, 18 points. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like Jason Richardson, Rudy Gay type players. Like, they're like a a notch below, like, being an all-star. I would say more Jason Richardson because I think Levine can have an impact on a legit contender. Like, as a 17-point game school. I don't know if Rudy Gay could ever do that because of his play style. Yeah. But because Zach is the pseudo, he's a great pseudo, you know, he's a good on-ball defender, he does stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I think there's just more of a chance he can be a, a good player than a contender. Yeah, agree. That's yeah. why I think he's going to get traded at the deadline. I think yeah. they're going to they're gonna ship him off. Because they can get a lot for him, too. Uh, you got another team? Uh, you know who went back? Let's see. Who else is bad? I mean, I know, like I said, the Knicks would, would definitely take Cade, number one. Like, yeah. that's a dream scenario. Because the point guard... <laughs> The Knicks yeah, point guard situation is like, I just take a top three pick. Like, just get one of the Jalen's if if you can't get K. Like, it's it's really bad. Uh, who else is a bad team? Let let's let me let me peep at teams that could possibly be in the lotto. Yeah, don't go and let me let me, let me give that's you, all messed up. 
Because <laughs> Golden State right now, they're not looking so hot. What if Golden State gets number one? Because they're not looking good right now. Like I would take Cade because Cade can play small forward if you need him to. Mm-hmm. And you can play shooting guard as well. There's a lot of versatility with them. And that's why he's the number one pick for so many teams. Yeah. It's like you have, he's just so versatile. And the only reason, like, if you say a team like Charlotte, I would say take, they would take Mobley over him is because of the fact that the idea of an Evan Mobley Lamella ball pick and roll or Ooh. pick and pop. Pick and pop. Oh, yeah. There's so like, many that, pick and that, like, Anything pick and roll between mm-hmm. those two. You do so many stuff. Yeah. You right. do so many things. And like, I think because like, you have guards on that team already. Mm-hmm. And you have wings. You have you know PJ. You have Miles. You know I think you can. You need to invest in a big. That's the one thing you need. And you know people say, oh, you don't take a big number one, and then draft. Well, if they're special, you do. And Evan Mobley is a special big. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are teams like it was like, and I would give up a lot for Kate too. Like the like, I think like, and this is something I've always. It's a hot take. I like. I think like they say like who's the worst player you wouldn't trade for a chance at him, like to get the number one pick to draft mm-hmm. him. I, I I said Jason Tatum. Like mm-hmm. I think Cade's gonna be special. Like you just yeah. can't teach these things. Like he yeah. is like a generational talent. People say, oh, he's not like. Like I mean, like, look what he's doing at Oklahoma State. Players, like, they don't have a lot of talent, and they're playing pretty good basketball. Like, I know they're, they're, they're way better than I expected. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. and so it's all to do with him. Mm-hmm. You know, the other players like, like on a team like um, that um, Alexander Moncrief kid. I like yeah. him a lot. You know, but it's Cade. Yeah, it it's is. Cade. He's it's, he's it's, getting guys open, mm-hmm. but they're not hitting shots. Yeah, um, and, and his shooting like, is going to get better too. Like, and uh, yeah. that's what's even crazy that like, he has another level to get. Like. It, it, he could be really. Spe- I think he's to me. He he's number one pick. You know, locked. Yeah. You know, he's the number one. Pick. He's the best prospect in the world, regardless of class, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I took some heat for saying that. Like, I he would say, "Oh, it's Amani." I'm like, I don't know. I don't think Amani's even the best high school prospect, regardless of class. Um, and I've talked about that before. Who I believe the number one high school prospect, regardless of class, is. But um, you know, who's your number one guy? Uh, for regardless of class for high school, Paolo Bancaro. Oh, he's done Duke kid. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's really I good. I love him. No, but the thing is, though, like, Amani's another one, though, that he's been kind of just hyped up. And, like, he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's one of the five best prospects in the world, regardless of class. Yeah. Like, in the world. And then there's, like, you know, Gene Montero and Victor Wimbanyama, guys like that. But at the same time, like, he's not. I don't think he's like this slam dunk LeBron kind of prospect like they're trying to build. Yeah, him up. yeah, I agree because I heard a lot of LeBron stuff and then I watch him. I was like, okay, he's really, really good, but the LeBron comps need to relax. Like that's like, too much. He doesn't have the shot blocking. He's he's a good ball handler, but you know he doesn't really. He isn't a good defender yet, which is okay. He's like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen? No, he's sixteen because he, he's a junior now, but he's young, so like, it makes sense. But like. LeBron was doing stuff at 16. Yeah. That made you say, okay, he can, he might be able to play in the NBA right now. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Amon is as good as Kevin Durant was when he was 16. No, definitely not. But, um, yeah, he's really good. But, you know, like, I just think Paul Boncaro is, like, that kind of prospect. Like, he's, he's, he's a versatile player. He passes. He suits. 
Mm-hmm. He can dribble. He's 6'9", 235 pounds. He's a monster. You like Patrick Baldwin? I like Patrick Baldwin. I've, I've, I was actually watching a lot of tape because we drove down from uh, Massachusetts to Tennessee. And all the time I was just watching tape. And mm-hmm. I watched a lot of his tape. He's really good. He, I like him a lot. His shooting form is so... It's my favorite shooting form like, yeah, yeah, of any good. prospect I've ever seen. It's so pure... Uh, he can do, he's such, because like, he's another one that's like, and there's a lot of guys in this um, 2021 recruiting class, like, you're, it's just a unique combination of size and skill. Yeah. Like Patrick Baldwin's sure. skill is what you expect from like 6'8, like 200 pounds. Adrian Griffin Jr. is another one. Like yeah, that. Duke guy, yeah. Yeah. I think where he's you, where the do you think Patrick goes? Player. Where do you think Patrick's going to do? Because, I mean, oh, I'm hearing. I think he's going to Duke, right? Yeah. I, I that's where that's where all the sites are saying that's where the top is, but you know I don't know. I mean they got a they got like you said Manchero, they got they got AJ, you know they got Griffin, they got a yeah. lot of dudes like. So I don't know. I mean the GD could be an option still, you know. I don't know if he'll go to Duke though because he he could play with Griffin because Griffin and because I think Griffin and um, Brancaro Betty than he is not by much. But def- I think they're kind of like Brancaro and Griffin, and especially in 2021, but in high school in general, I think they're like kind of in a, a, a slight to their own. Mm-hmm. I like both of them. All. I, like Griffin is so underrated to me. Yeah, he's good. Like it's the fact that ESPN has him at like 14 is ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's ESPN for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, cause, cause, so we can play with them mm-hmm. because he's a great suitor and can spot up. Yeah. But I think he wants to go and prove that he's more than that. And I don't I, know if that's going to be. It could a fall to that Cam Reddish when Cam or was Cam RJ and, and Zion, where you 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 get forgotten about. You know, Cam was like you know t- the number three. He was ranked ahead of Zion, and then you know those three. You know, yeah. like do you really and need those three? Good, like, I, thought, I mean, I'm sure Coach K would love to get Patrick Baldwin. Like, I'm sure he's doing everything he can to get him. But for Patrick. You know, maybe going somewhere else might benefit him more being the guy somewhere rather than being a part of a trio with yeah. Banchero and, and Griffin. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting there, to there see. Sometimes a trio can work. It though. can. It can. But in college, well, you know, you know, it, it can it hurt you at times, too. That way. Yeah. Um, I, I know, like, it's just interesting. It's like with him and Hardy and Holmgren, it's like you don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, I I think Hardy needs to go to the G League. I think Holmgren needs to go to the G League for two different reasons, obviously. But um, you know, it the, 2021 is just a fun is an, is another fun class. Yeah, and yeah, this is coming like I wouldn't say like 2020 was horrible. Mm-hmm. Not 2020 uh, draft class, not between class. So 2019 like, class, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah like. I like those guys. Like I, I like Cole Anthony. You know, I like Tyrese Maxey. I love Lamelo Ball. You know, I like these players. You know, but it was a frustrating class. Like Anthony Edwards was a frustrating player to watch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they all had a bunch of things, and I I enjoyed it though because of the fact that it taught me things. It did. I learned from it. But when but for me though, when I watch, you know. These upcoming class, like there's so many special players. 
the, I, there's franchise changes. I think that's where people are so giddy about this class. Like 2020 class, like I think we can agree, like it's a deep class. You can get some good role players, right? Some good, you know, guys are going to help your team. But 2021 mm-hmm. is like, you can legit, like the Knicks are looking at this like, we can get our franchise player, right? We can, this could be a game changer that can help turn around our franchise. One of these guys could be that guy, right? Cade is that dude. Like you envision Cade and like the way two years ago we saw with Zion and Ja, 2021 mm-hmm. is looking like that, right? So, yeah. I, and the thing people, is though, yeah. I don't think there's a good, like, I know a bunch of NBA people, like content creators, like, you know, because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a strictly draft. Like, I do talk and I am friends with other people yeah. from other, you know, ends of the, like, like the strictly MBA, strictly college, things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, these, those people are prepared for just the influx of talent that's going to enter the league. Like, you know, guys that we're talking about, like, potential, like, like people say, like, oh, Jeremy Jackson is a potential top 10 player. And I'm like, Listen, the guys that are going to be entering the league, I don't know if I can say that with confidence. Like the only players like I can say with confidence have like top ten potential, like Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. and like that's really about it. Just those three guys. Like I can't say with confidence that John Moran's going to be a top ten player. Because well, especially before the year, guys, no one thought that. Because of the <laughs> amount of guys that like I see that are just insanely talented entering the league, uh, I. Like, this is, like, like, and I also think about, like, okay, let's compare his prospects. Like, mm-hmm. would I take John Moran over this guy? Or would I take John Moran over that guy? Like, John Moran was great in college. He put up great numbers. Um, but him in a vacuum as a prospect, I don't really think the numbers were a factor. I think it was, like, watching the tape with mm-hmm. him. Like, would I take John Moran over Kate Cunningham? Probably not. No. <laughs> Would I take him over Jalen Suggs? Like, that's a good question I have. Like, yeah. you know, but. Yeah. But yeah, th- this class is going to get people really excited. Like, I think, not that tanking, I agree with tanking. And listen, my Knicks, <laughs> we've done we've done that and we've struck out, right? Two years ago, they were going to get Zion and it didn't work out. But, I mean, if there's a year you're going to tank, and you, even if you don't get the number one pick, and you get two or three, you, you might come out with with some a, a good, like I said, Evan Mobley or Jalen Suggs at three. I mean, one of the even you know Jalen Green, Jalen, you know, there's a bunch of dudes. There's, like there's a you bunch could fall to sec two seven and get Brandon Boston Jr. Who I think still is a very talented player, and, and he could pop right, and he could yeah. be that pop right because like we said, Kentucky's struggling so much this year, but. If you put Brandon Boston in the NBA, he might flourish, you know, and same thing with Clark, too. They might flourish because the game is a lot more wide open. You're not dealing with a bunch of zone defenses and all that. And oh, I hate zone. Yeah. That, I I'm think sure that's what probably told you about that. Yeah. Yeah. The zone sucks. But that's what, that's what you know, Kyle, oh, that's why you have to be careful where you pick, like, yeah. with, look at, look at Cole Anthony, right? He goes to college. Oh, like, my God. That I, was... He hurt. I think he hurt the most because let's say we had the high school rule where we go straight from high school to the pros. Cole Anthony's probably a top three pick, you know, and uh, going to college. Close you to like six or seven. All right. I'll give you that. Yeah. He's, he's a top I seven think, I wouldn't take him over Ja. And I wouldn't take him over Zion. Maybe OJ. I don't know, Maybe though. 
Because OJ had a great year in college. Like, I always talk about this. Like, had OJ come out, had OJ not reclassed into 2018? I think he can go to Cleveland at four over Garland. Ooh, I think he might. But Garland, Garland was an interesting prospect. He, like, I think people took him knowing he was the best. (laughs) Like, yeah. But he's he's showing now. He had a really good game. Yeah, he's going to be a good one. So, like, I think the injury slowed him down last year, coming back from coming back from the ACL, so he wasn't all there. And then this year, you know, fully removed from the ACL and having a training, well, not a, obviously not, you know, an ordinary training camp with COVID, but having a mm-hmm. training camp and being healthy and not rehabbing, I think that's a huge thing people don't think about. Like, you know, yeah. he was rehabbing last year. He wasn't, you know, now he goes into this offseason. He could just hoop. Yeah, he had 21, 5, and 12 tonight. Yeah. It's really so, good. Yeah, Good and people question that. People like, oh, that was a. Even when I was like, oh, I didn't get it because they had Sexton, but you like they they looked at the potential. Right when he's healthy, he could be special. And you know, so far it's early, but he's looked really good. Even preseason, he looked good. So, you know, that could be good. But you know, there's certain guys that we see in college, like they go to college and their game, you know, slows down. And you know, Cole Anthony is the perfect example of that. Like I've talked about that so many times. Like how college can hurt some kids in a way, right? And yeah. you know, you're picking the right school is really important. Like, just uh-huh. picking a blue blood school, I think people get so, you know, they look at, oh, I'm going to go to Kentucky, I'm going to go to Duke, I'm going to go to North Carolina, Kansas. And sometimes it's, over, doesn't, it's not always the best fit, right? Yeah. And, you know, they got to, you got to, that's also listening to other people, but, you know, it's not always, you shouldn't always just pick the blue blood simply be, to pick a blue blood because, their top schools is like you got to pick the best fit who what the best system for you that's going to flourish you and make you look good so when you do want to go pro you have the film you have and you know cole anthony's ass take is like oh look people saw the shooting percentage right he shot 38 percent but not factoring in everything else there's no spacing you know the team is garbage you know they had a really bad year like so you know it, it it's college can be weird at times but but you know the playing style playing style Mm. because it doesn't it's crazy you would think high school college it's college should to to prepare you to go to the pros yet it's more like high school is more like what how you would play in the pros than college but college is completely different basketball game (laughs) you know that's where you see guys like luca garza those type of players flourish but then like i like luca garza i don't know if he would he would even be maybe a second round pick you know, I, maybe, I think people are going to try to push him into the first round. I don't think he's a first round talent. I don't think. I don't. I see. I walk comparing him to Tyler so Hands, bro. I'm like, listen. I we I've I've seen what Tyler Hansbro was doing to people in college. Like, yeah, yeah. Like in retrospect, obviously, I was way too young to even be talking. No, I watched stuff. it, and it was like I was he, like he was like the ultimate college player. Like he was like a, um. He's just a he's a college player. Like you saw him, like okay, he's good in college. And Luca Garza, like I see him running up and down the floor, yeah, and I'm like, like, oh, it's rough. That's Hansburg rough. <laughs> it felt like Hansburg woke up chosen violence every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, he and he would try to punch it on everyone. Yeah, Garza doesn't have that. Anymore. He was all great. Yeah, no, he doesn't have that like that toughness that Tyler Hans. He's not gonna get bloodied up and like Tyler Hans were. You saw you saw what happened to Kawhi, right? Yeah, he got elbowed right in the yeah, freaking like, draw. Hansville will continue to play. Like they yeah. Andrew, Hansville will continue to play. That's just who he was. Mm-hmm. And that's Psycho what made him special. <laughs> they like, called him Psycho T for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> he was complete. 
Um, but, you know, I was thinking about this with the Knicks. Uh, you know, would you, because like, cause of the talent entry in the league and, you know, oh, there's a guy that needs the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the guys who are at the top of his draft, they also need the ball in his hands. Like, K needs the ball in his hands. Suggs needs the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are at the top of the draft and... If I'm the next, I'm taking one of them over Mobley because you have Mitchell Robinson um, at the center spot and you drafted Obi Toppin, who plays, who's really a power food. You can't play him anywhere else. So, like, Mobley, no, who's he a, is a power Like, probably when people talk about, like, putting Toppin and Randall together, I'm like, oh my God, no, no, absolutely not. Like, that doesn't work. I, I, oh. I saw the video of, of Toppin in that workout. Like, he's stiff. He's, he's stiff as hell, yeah. He's not a but, three. He's definitely not a like, three. If you get a top two pick, you're, you're picking between Cade and Suggs. Mm-hmm. And because they're both guys that kind of need the ball in their hands a bit, would you consider trading OJ to get something? Because OJ can get you something in return. It all depends. What, what, what would be a package? Give me a package and well, I'll... OJ, I'll... I'm trying to think. It's hard to it, it all dep- what, what, to, get another, to get another pick? Like, I think OJ could get you, like in this draft... Based off what I, my grade I had on him coming out, I think he could probably get you anywhere between like like eight and fourteen. That would be tough to give RJ up for that. It, in that in that range, tough. you can get Desire Williams, or like a Scotty Barnes, maybe. But the thing is, is like would Tibbs, because Tibbs is kind of in like win now mode. So would Tibbs be? Because then Tibbs if you get Zaire. If you get Zaire, let's say let that that's the case. You trade RJ so you can get a chance to get like Zaire. So you get Cade and Zaire. The team's gonna be so young, right? You got Toppin who just took last year quickly. You got Mitchell Robinson. That's a that's that would easily be the youngest starting five in the league. So do you want to go that young? Yes, it's talented and it it could potentially well, be good to, in two or three what, years. But like, is Tibbs ready? That, is, is Tibbs willing to to wait another two or three years to maybe be good? That's the thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, like, would you trade him, like, for a pick? And I'm, because, like, you can probably get, like, an eight between that eight and 14 range. And you could probably, if you throw in, like, a future first with protections on it, you could probably get back some form of veteran player that's serviceable. Like, you know, like, I just wondered because, like, OJ is very much, like, I don't know what he is. Like, that's the thing too. I don't know what he is. I I want him to be. I, I hope he's an all star. But is, but then I, I put my like I put my NBA hat on. I'm like I don't know if he's that dude. There's, there's I just I just don't know if he's really going to be that game changer for the Knicks. I don't know. It, it it's hard. It's really hard to evaluate him because is it is it is his game? You know what we see now. Is it because of the lack of spacing and the lack of talent on the Knicks? And if we give him a bunch of shooters, would he be better? Yeah, because he is a good playmaker. Would he his assist numbers go up? Would his shooting, you know, I don't know. Is it because of the roster, or is this what he is? Is he really a guy that just he's good, but he's not going to be an All Star type player? And for the Knicks right now, they need to find it because free agency is not work has now worked out. So they have to do it via the draft. But they've shown, and it's obviously not. You know what Leon's done because he's only been here one year, but well, I think they, they missed, they've missed on a lot of guys. Like, like you look at look at look at, look at they took Kevin Knock. They could have had Shea, right? And I wanted Shea. They could have yeah. had Shea Gilders. Like, Leon all it takes is one player, right? Yeah, 
And I'm saying it only takes just one player to to give you that optimism and the future to change. And the Knicks have not drafted the Frank Nilakina draft. It's like why? That didn't make any sense, right? Well, There's too I many high grade on Nilakina when he was coming out. Yeah, I that just, was that was due to be a stacked class as well. No, I thought Neil Kino was going to be good. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't think he was warranted of, of being a top eight, you know, top ten pick. I just didn't. I didn't see it from. I the thought spot. he was going to Dallas because I thought Smith was going to be the next pick, and then I thought because I I didn't even know if Nick if um, you know, Smith was going to fall that far. I thought Orlando was going to take him because mm-hmm. they need some for me. coming out of college. Dennis Smith Jr. looked like a star in the main. Yeah, I like Dennis Smith coming out in the NC State. I I, I thought that what was gonna be a pick. Duke. Yeah, yeah, and that's that what was... sold me it was that Duke game because I'm I root I know, I'm a Blue Devils fan, so I watched that game. I was like, uh oh, that He's... kid's gonna be nice. And I'm like, I if think... the Knicks have think... a chance to get him, yeah. and but they didn't take him, but you know now they have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I'm not. Give, I haven't given up on him yet. Like. Honestly, man, I, I I I'm just waiting for him to go to like Miami or Toronto and just turn his career around. I hope so. I really, like, I, I think he, he has to go there. Seems like he doesn't seem like, like everything, every interview. He seems like a really good guy. Like, he's been through a lot too. He's been through a lot personally, and you know, battling injuries the last yeah. year. So you know, he lost, uh, you know, family member last year. So he dealt with a lot. Like New York is tough. It's a tough market to play in because. You know, you can you'll find yourself if you're a player, you're gonna find yourself reading tweets and New York fans can be really ruthless and and they don't care what you've gone through. And you know, I tend to to you know have empathy for these players, but to me, like you said, he to me New York he has to get out of New York. He has to go to, to he has to go to a place where they know how to develop people, player mm-hmm. people. People and that's important. Like to pin the person so he can feel more calm. Because we saw even his rookie year, right? He wasn't efficient, but you saw like okay, he could be a good player because he's you know he saw the explosiveness. You saw what he can do, and then he lost that once they drafted Luca, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that's they have to tell him all right. Competition is good, right? And you hear the stories like once the Luca thing happened, he just got he, he stopped caring and he didn't care. He didn't want competition. Then he went to New York. Same thing kind of happened too. So it's like. You got to like he's in a situation where it's going to be do or die for his career. So he's going to have to change his mindset because he could be out of the league and be in in Europe in in the next year or so. You know, so he has got to figure it out. But if it would be benefit him if he gets if he were to act till the next. All right. It's over with. Let me let me go somewhere else. You know, whether they, you know, they release him or they trade him. Because mm. it's just not working out, and it's not going to work out with this roster right now. It's definitely not going to work out. So if he would go to Toronto or somewhere like that, where they develop guys, Milwaukee, wherever, where he can develop and learn Denver, how to be a pro, even. yeah, Denver, a place where they where they can mold you and you can learn how to play team basketball and understand how to be a basketball player. The Knicks is just like it's just not going to work out for him here. I just don't see it. I root for him because I really like him. I wanted him. The Knicks to drafted him. I I I really felt bad for what he had to go through last year, but mm-hmm. it's just not. And I just looking at the game today, and it's just like, yeah, he's just. It's, it's not. Just not it's it. not. It's just not it. It's just yeah, not it's it. Like it's I know tough because I, I like Denver. Though a team like Denver, like, like, I I always want to see, you know, players that have talent. That clearly have talent, but they they had to put it all together. I want to see him to go teams like Denver, 
or Miami or Toronto. Like, I want to like RJ Hampton in Miami or Toronto or, uh, you know, where we, are, where we ended up. I didn't think you would go there, but in Denver, where we ended up being drafted. Like, RJ Hampton's a very talented player, but he hasn't put it all together yet yeah. for me. And going to a place like that, and it's always like this for me. It's like, it's not always about how high you go in the draft. It's about going to the right team. It's going. It's where you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's super like important. Dennis Smith Jr. went higher than Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell went to the right team. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't think anyone saw Donovan Mitchell being what he is this early in his career. No, definitely not. But, you know, he went to a situation that allowed him to do that. Exactly. And well, um, It's all about situation, man. I think that's so important. I, like, I always wondered, would Jalen Brown be Jalen Brown today? Like, what he is now. Had he gone to Sacramento? No. I think he would be... He might have got traded by now. (laughs) Because he has a good work ethic. You can tell. He's improved so much every year. But going to Boston helped. Going to a winning culture right away helped. You know, because he's an extremely bright person. A bright mind, obviously. One of the smartest people I've ever seen in NBA. As far as NBA goes. Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't think... I I agree. Because what if... What if... Like you said, what if it was Sacramento? What if it was the Knicks? Like, would would he still would he still be what he, would people really like? I said people love Jalen. They love his game. He gets better. He's gotten better every year, right? Would he would he have had that situation in New York or Sacramento or you know one of these teams where you know they struggled year in year out? I don't think so. I think he might have been traded by now if he was on one yeah. of those teams, you know, because when you take someone that high and then like he might have not had the results. You know, so people like, oh, he hasn't worked out. They might have gave up on him, right? So same thing how we saw from Philadelphia with, with Markel Fultz, right? And yeah. he goes, gets traded to Orlando, and he's showing like, oh, this, he he can't be an NBA. Because there was a point where in Philly, like, people were like, oh, my God, he might be the worst pick ever because he can't play at all. Like, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Then, obviously, whatever they were doing in Philly, you know, because obviously we're seeing Ben Simmons and, and Embiid, you know, the injuries and all that. But then... He goes traded Orlando, gets a fresh breath of air, and look what he's yeah. done now. Right? He's be, he's shown that a he's an NBA player, right? Which is the most important thing because people thought he wasn't even an NBA player. B he's healthy, and C he can hoop. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know he can hoop. You yeah. know, and and he got paid. He got a nice contract, good for him, right? Because at this point we would think, oh, he's just going to be a, he's going to be out of the league, or he's just mm-hmm. going to get a bunch of one year minimum contracts and that's going to be his career he's going to be overseas in by 23 yeah and now he's shown that he is an nba player so it's like you said fit is fit and, and where you go it's like so chris important. dunn is another guy like that like yeah if chris dunn went to a team because in minnesota he got screwed over by thebs oh yeah he got screwed over like mm-hmm. he he did not play chris dunn consistent match like through nights like i remember being like chris dunn didn't even know who was going to play or not yeah. And he went back to Boston. Because he's from Connecticut. He's from mm-hmm. that area. Went to school in Providence. New England kid. And his family was in Boston. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play. Like, didn't even get in the game. And his whole yeah. family was there. Like, that's... Like, that, what does that do to you mentally? Yeah. And I feel like if he went to a team that we got an opportunity, we're talking about Chris Dunn differently. Now, I'm not saying he'd be anything special. But, like, he'd be a serviceable starting point at the least. Yeah, but look at and him in Atlanta. He has that. Like, yeah. he's one of the best defensive guards in the league. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about that enough, in my opinion. And we saw that in his first year in Chicago. Like, we saw what he could be. 
And you know, and I that's think why Atlanta got him, right? That's yeah, why Atlanta picked him up because they one of they the best defensive votes like in the league. Yeah. You know, people say like people like people would always say, Oh, Marcus Smurfs is Chris Dunn that gets more minutes. I'm like, Yeah, but Chris Dunn's a, the one of the best defensive players in the league as well. Like you can't He could be an all MB all all defensive, you know, first or second team. Like he's he's that good of a defender. And and that's why Atlanta was like, we need him. Like mm-hmm. he he was needed, right? Yeah. And they picked him up because they like, all right, Trey Young. Okay, we know what Trey Young does does defensively. Doesn't do much. We need someone that can help out with that, right? So we need they Trey to score. Atlanta with that. They, they they built a. They did everything right. Like they put themselves in a situation where, like the John Collins stuff, right? He's probably he's not going to get a contract extension, but they some a team's going to want him, right? The yeah. team's going to want him, and the team's going to want to pay him because they see, wow, he's really good. So now they have the, like, they, you know, they drafted Onyeka, right? So they got pieces that, like, even if we, they trade John Collins, like, they got Onyeka to fill that spot. So now they could trade Collins to get someone that can help them take that next level, right? They got a bunch of pieces. Werther, Cam Reddish, they got a bunch of dudes that they can package. And if they want to, if they mm. want to go and, and go for it, like, and really, like, okay, Let's let's push the needle. Like let let's make let's let's get this thing going. Like let's get someone that can that can work with Trey and be a game changer. Let let's go after it. They can do that. They put yeah, themselves they can, in a really man. good position. They put themselves in really. They drafted well. Put themselves in a really good position cap wise. They got some good players and Bogey and 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 Danilo Gallinari. The Atlanta has done a lot of good things, right? Yeah. And it shows you that you can if you draft the right player, right? You could come. The people can do the whole Luca versus mm-hmm. you know Trey. Both teams won. Both yeah. teams won. I right? think in a way, like, like in the end, I think no, the Mavs won. The Mavs yeah, got the best. I think Luca's the, the Mavs got the best prospect of like the last like two. But games. Atlanta's not like, oh my god, like, yeah. like uh, we 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 didn't get anything good and re- like no, you got an all star player. Yeah, no, like you got, no, you got like, super, I think Trey Young's a future superstar in this yeah, league. Exactly. Right. And it's just like because he he's like you you don't see like I like it may sound a bit of a hot take, but like I would argue that if. He's well on his way to being the best small scoring guard if he isn't there already, like ever. Like, Could be, yeah. He does like, things that are, that are like, oh like, my god. Like, like, I think like we need like he's definitely top three. Like and the only ones I would consider maybe is like Pika Isaiah Thomas and like Allen Iverson. And like even with both of them, like in like five to ten years, like are we sure that we can even say with a straight face that they're better? They were better screws than Trey Young, because Trey Young does it all. Like he finishes well, exactly, which I think is underrated part of his game. You know, he's great touch around the rim. It's not just a three point shooting, and then you add on top of what he's able to do as a three point shooter, he has this range, and you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So like you do question, and it's like, and it's it's it like now because he's only in his third year. It's like, yeah, it sounds outlandish to say he's a better screw than like Allen Iverson. But it's not crazy. But it's not, not like, but like when you think about the skill set, you're like, is mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And listen, I I grew up in the AI era, right? AI is one yeah. of my favorite players of all time, right? I even got to meet him once at a club, which was like the highlight of my life. But that's not a crazy thought. Like, which you look at Trey Young, like just looking in the back, like you look at Trey Young, you look at AI's game, just watch, and you're like, wow, Trey Young can do. A few more things better than AI. Like AI's had AI, obviously like, has an MVP. He took a team to a final that didn't deserve even didn't was not 
finals worthy, but even beat the LA a Lakers team that didn't even lose in the playoffs. So like mm-hmm. Allen Iverson, his it's the aura of Allen Iverson, right? Yeah, it's, it is. It's the I think that's what people get scared. Like if if you were to say that to someone like my age, they would be like, "What is your like? Are you stupid?" Like, they yeah. would, and, and but in reality, like, and, you're and, like, and it, okay, you're like, but it's Trey. not it's not that crazy of a thought. Like Trey Young could be better and and might be better right now at at this pace than than ai like he has more it's not just his schooling it's just passing he is he's an elite passer like he has it all and he understands his gravity and i think that's like that's what i think is his greatest that's why i think his greatest cause people say it's a schooling but it's the passing things like that uh actually it's getting we're good i think now it's a good time to start wrapping things up uh, do you have any final things you want to say about, like, you know, draft, Knicks, anything like that? Um, the Knicks are really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, you know, the Knicks, I, we just got to hope the, you know, RJ takes that step and see what Mitch does. But, you know, for the Knicks' sake, um, it's going to be a rough season. You know, it's going to be a rough season. And, you know, um, we're going to see how Tibbs handles it because he is in a win-now mode. So, see how he is and you know this like i'm this draft is so much fun you know Mm -hmm. getting like doing the amount of stuff i did for 2020 like really diving in for like the first time into the uh, the nba draft this was fun but knowing about 2021 and then like 2022 like yeah getting my feet into those and like really diving in and like okay this is going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to doing, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of shows, you know, once we get a little closer towards, you know, a few more months, I'll really like have people on it and really get into it. Cause it's still mm-hmm. early. So oh, you know, I, I want to do my own homework and understand before I get on, you know, do podcast about it and all that. But once I do that, it's going to be, it's going to be fun talking about these guys. Cause like 2020, like it was just like a bunch of unknown and we don't know. And obviously the pandemic you know, you know, yeah. prolonged the process, and I think people got so tired of it. But this class, I think, this is a class that's people are gonna really want to dive because there's, like you mentioned, there's blue chippers that could that are game changers in yeah. this class that can, like you said, for my Knicks, can possibly, you know, take us to where we want to go. Right. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But this this class is gonna be fun and seeing you know where where uh some guys are going to go and you know what colleges you're going to pick mm-hmm. are they going to go g league group and seeing the g league guys you know that chose the g league jalen greens and isaiah todd's and and those guys and seeing you know what they do in the g league is going to be interesting so you know basketball is mm-hmm. you know hopefully covid doesn't uh stop yeah. <laughs> anything i think that's the number one thing hopefully because we've seen some college games get canceled and we see we saw the houston game get canceled for the rockets so mm-hmm. Just hopefully everything just goes smooth and uh, just enjoy basketball because there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good up and coming superstars. Yeah, yeah. Superstars. And it's not just 2020 to 2021 draft. It's 2022 mm-hmm. and 2023. Yeah, so there's so many special players that are going to be entering. entering. Mm-hmm. Like I think that we're under one like the like the greatest like influx is a talent over the next oh, few yeah. years. Like the one Wagner you know, son. Like this, this the one Wagner Junior. Like this is. I mean, the amount of, and then, you know, it's also like, cool DJ, that I, like, I would love to make videos about DJ, but I have a rule. Like, I don't make videos about players until at least a junior year of high school. Yeah. Amani Vato is the one exception. Yeah. 
and I'm very tempted with DJ. <laughs> like <laughs> he might be worth special. it, bro. <laughs> he he's might special. be worth it. And it's and crazy, like seeing all these like these second generation guys. Like I think that's cool too, seeing like Dewan Wagner Juniors and seeing Scottie Pippen's son, you know, at, at <laughs> Vanderbilt. Like seeing guy. Ron Hopper Junior, uh, you know, at Rutgers and. Just seeing all these young kids, like even seeing Kenya Martin's son get drafted at uh, this draft, and it's just like, you know, it's crazy. Like it, that's how I know I feel like I'm getting older. Like seeing these, I've watched these guys' dads play mm-hmm. at a high level, and like now you're seeing, you know, the kids, you know, uh, and then you get you know, Bronny in a few years. Like, Bronny, I mean, that's gonna be fun in a in a like, few years. Wait, wait till we get to two more years, two, three more, three more years when when uh when uh, he could possibly because high school might kids might be able to come out of the draft in. in in a few years, so I, I think that's dope too. Watching these mm-hmm. these these second generations kids, you know, uh, so that's fun too. That's something I'm I'm looking into doing because that that's awesome. Seeing yeah. you know these kids, it's because it's it's because it's like it's, wow, I so watched, it's weird in a way because you know, like I said, I'm older. I watched yeah, these, I it's watched weird because I'm getting older too. Like, <laughs> I'm getting older than these guys now. Yeah, it's and that's great. how it's something to get used to. Like this year, because I have a late August birthday. You know, most of them were still older than me mm-hmm. by like a few months, but like, yeah, now it's they're great. all gonna be younger than me. Like, <laughs> actually, I think Jalen Suggs is older than me. I'm pretty sure he is. I think Suggs and Cooper are both older than me. But other than that, you know, Cade's younger than me. Kaminga's like a full year younger than me. Kaminga's uh, gonna be a good one too. He's that's, 18. That's he's, he, he, he just turned 18 like a month ago. Like a month or two ago, he's he's uh, he could be a special one too. Yeah, he, yeah. It, it, there's so like, bro. There's so much. I don't think it's we just, realize how much like what how much talent's in the NBA right now, and then how much talent's going to be in the league by next year, and then in the next, next two three, three years. years. Like the NBA, like LeBron's going to leave in what three years, mm-hmm. and the the NBA talent is just going to be. It's rich. Like if you don't, and that's the thing. If you don't have a guy that that is a game changer in team, then that means you did something wrong because the talent is there, mm-hmm. right? The influx, like you, like, and that's why I'm like, the Knicks need to. We got to figure this out because the talent the next few years is is game changer. So you got to get one of these dudes if you want to be, you know, if you want to take that step. Because free agency to me, you know, everyone's getting locked up. Everyone's resigning with their teams, right? We've seen everyone resigns with their teams now. So, like the free agency route, that's that 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 might those days might be gone. You know, you're oh, gonna yeah. have you have to draft. You have to you draft. Have to draft yeah. If you have you have to draft and draft the the right guys. So to me, you got to make like that's why I think the Knicks could be in a good space because I do like the scouting department. I like you know the player development guys they have. So we'll see what happens, bro. We'll see, but there's a lot of talent coming in. I'm excited about as a basketball fan, super excited to watch all these guys play. Mm, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, man. No Enjoy. Doubt, bro. Yeah. Um, you have go check him out. I'll put those links to his podcast, his Twitter, no Instagram, what if you have one. Yeah. Stuff like that. Everything you need to know will be in the description below. All the links to my social medias will be in the description below. Go check out my YouTube channel as well. Um, my main channel, second channel, podcast channel, obviously. You guys know the deal with this stuff by now. <laughs> um, but thank you for coming on, Chris. And I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope bro. you did. 
Yes, yeah, this is Super fine. Great. I appreciate it's it. It's almost like it's like eleven twenty-two right now. Oh, good. I thought we. I'm just happy we, we were able to figure out all the yeah. <laughs> all the so videos. Because if, if you don't know what happened before, it was like we spent like I think like thirty minutes trying to. Figure and you know, out how to I wanted to, to figure it out because I want to use Discord more, and I'm like, I want to figure this out now because when I if yeah. I want to use it, I got to figure this stuff out too. So, you know, we didn't figure out with Discord, but we got to you know Skype. Skype. Yeah, uh-huh. so Skype worked out perfect. So yeah. I'm happy we were able to chop, uh, chop it up. Yep. Uh, so thank you, Gregan. Go check out all his stuff. Check out all my stuff as well. Uh, but with that being said, have a good night, guys. Take care.